This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody, to the Holland Assets Podcast. This is episode number 67. I am Craig, and over there, he is Chris. Hi, Chris. Uh, how you doing, Craig? Oh, you know, I'm doing pretty well, actually. Good. It's, uh, we're in the middle of Christmas break. Everything's quiet. Everybody's spending time with their families. We're doing a little podcasting. It's a nice day. It is a nice day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So today, we're going to talk about, uh, broadly speaking, we're going to be talking about personal finances, uh, which... I'm sure, you know, a lot of people, they turn up their their uh, their car stereo. Ooh, personal finances. No, yeah. but this is actually, uh, this is going to be a good one. I hope you hang in there for it. It's going to be a lot of uh, really good tips in this episode. But before we get started, I do want to remind everybody, please go to hollandassetsllc.com for full show notes for this and past episodes. You can also comment there and we can uh, address your questions and concerns uh, from those show notes uh, pages. You can also find us on Facebook and do the same thing there. Don't forget, if you enjoy what we do here on this show, then please go to your favorite Apple podcast or whatever service you use to listen to this and give us a five-star review. Chris. Craig. Okay. What, what do we want to talk about besides personal finances? Do you have any stories from the road? I did. How's, I, how's the new truck thing going on? I, so I've, I've got a new truck. You did? I did. And, oh, good. And I've actually went out on the road a, a whole about, I did a, a little over 100 miles on it. So oh, I mean, well, big slow deal down. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're really back at I'm, it. I'm really back at it. So it, <laughs> it, it was an interesting, it was an interesting experience, um, New new truck to me, not brand new, but it's got a little less than 400,000 miles on it. Um, but I was just, it was a 50 mile down, pick up a load in the new trailer too, and bring it back to the Salt Lake area. I, and I just wanted to, you know, test the new equipment, see how, it, see how it went. And, you know, of course, everybody's laughing at you saying a hundred miles is no test, Chris. <laughs> well, it's better than <laughs> nothing, but yeah, it's, it's it's a, a couple hours worth of work, right? Not not much these yeah. days. So anything different from the other truck, or did you go with something kind of similar? It's it's pretty similar, except for it's an automatic. Oh, ooh. and and you wouldn't think I'd never driven an automatic semi before, mm. and you wouldn't think it'd take much getting used to or much training. <laughs> But I was a mess, Craig. I was a mess. <laughs> I'm imagining it now. Did you keep trying to hit the wrong, uh, hit well, the wrong gears or buttons no, or whatever? Everything is simple except for when you're going under three miles an hour. At least for me. I mean, it, everything else works at how you would expect it. But for some reason, me trying to figure out how to make that thing go slow um, was a challenge. And so what it ended up happening is, you know, I go to back up to the trailer the first time to hook the trailer on and, and it's, it's either like it's in gear or it's, it's either out of gear or it's in gear going two or three miles an hour. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome. you know, just picture me trying to back up to the trailer slowly, slowly ease into hooking onto the trailer. <laughs> no, it was, I was just slamming into everything. I'm like <laughs> this, this brand new trailer, just, just this big, huge crash getting it hooked up. So I get it hooked up and drive down <laughs> and I'm trying to back into the dock. And so same thing, you know, you, you get up and, and, you know, maybe, maybe other people can back a trailer at three miles an hour better than I can, but, you know, trying to do a 90 degree back into a hole, mm. 
at just the, you know kind of easing it in and you know taking things slow i, I typically like to go slow um it, it just wasn't happening for me that and is excellent yeah so <laughs> i slammed into the dock as hard as i've ever slammed into the dock i just you know i, I just couldn't figure out how to make it work so you, I, I need to be trained i need to find somebody that's uh has a little bit more of automatic experience than me and <laughs> what in the world am i doing wrong it's like i'm a rookie all over again well i was just gonna say you've had my driving for Holland assets now for eight or nine months something yeah, like that yeah. and i feel like maybe that is what has been missing from the show is just horribly embarrassing chris stories <laughs> well, trying to go. drive a truck so <laughs> i'm glad we're back to to true form here oh yeah speaking of that by the way my brother chet wants you to harass me a little bit more on the show he's uh he's he's missing those opportunities he's he doesn't feel like you're doing it enough anymore. to harass you yeah to, to give really? me a hard time or, well, okay yeah. i'll see what i can do i i I'm sure there will be ample opportunity. Th those are his favorite parts of the show. So did you, you got a new truck and a new trailer. Did you decide on another reefer? Uh, it's another reefer. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. So you got two reefers running now. Yep. Uh, did you get another driver yet? Not, not yet. We're uh, we're working on that and getting it close. It's taken me a little longer than I, than I would have anticipated. So over here in the next month, probably starting sometime in January, we'll have some more episodes on the, the buying of the, the truck and the trailer process I've, I've learned a little bit things so i think a, a few new things so i think it'll be good to have uh an episode that kind of focuses one on each of those and and i've got to go back and and check the episode numbers i want to say it was in the 40s or so that you talked a lot about the hiring process um and, and what that means for a business owner the, the tips yeah. and tricks and like that was all very interesting as well so yeah we and we we may end up having another episode on hiring too some some more things every time you do something for a second and third time, you learn more mm -hmm. and get a little bit better out of the process. Gets refined a little bit more, and so ho hopefully we'll see some of that. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's why all this, this that's why episode sixty seven is going to be smooth as butter, right, Chris? <laughs> okay, you'd you'd think. <laughs> so, uh, we're we're gonna get into our uh, topic at hand here, which is uh, personal finances. But this is kind of an extended version of something that you want to do going forward on the show, right? It is, yeah. I, I think I've decided I want to start kind of a new segment on the podcast that, that's going to be a reoccurring thing. Hopefully, um, every episode I want to be able to do this. We'll, we'll see how it goes, but my intent is to, to do this every episode, but basically have a tip at the end of each episode, you know, something that we can summarize in one sentence and, and they're, you know, knowing me. And by I'm one sentence, you mean five yeah. minutes? Well, yeah, there's going to be one sentence and then maybe a little <laughs> bit of explanation there, Craig, at the end of it. <laughs> that was for you, Chet. Yeah. <laughs> Explaining the one sentence, because obviously I can't wrap it in fully in one sentence, but, uh, you know, something that's, that's impactful, that is something that you can implement in your business that will have a, a good impact on on your business. Yeah. Okay. And so that is something that we'll be do uh, that we'll be doing going forward. Uh, but today we're going to do an extended version of that because this is something that you say is, is important enough that it merits an entire I, I, episode. It does, and I and you know to kind of explain that a little bit more i you know i started thinking about okay well what do i want my tips to be and i started you know i started listing out a, a handful of tips and and i realized that a lot of them were finance related imagine that me and finance tips and they all said save your money save your money <laughs> save your money save your money yeah something like that <laughs> so anyway um i i thought okay reoccurring theme obviously so for, for a while, we're going to talk a lot about finances. And then I started to think about, okay, of all these finance tips that I'm, I'm starting to come up with, 
you know, what's, which one's the most important, the most impactful, because that's what I'd like to start off with. And so that's really what it kind of got, got me to this point. And I started thinking about, it and I'm like, yeah, this, this really in, in is going to involve more than just a, a, a five minute segment. Yeah. So th- we're going to do a full episode on this one and talk a little bit about it because I, I really think this is critically important. And one of those things that really is going to set your business up to be successful. And and so that is personal finances. As I've uh, alluded to before, yes, we're talking about personal finances today, but how does this relate to being a business owner? I guess I can see how it would make sense that you take many, not all, but many of the principles from your personal finance and, and extend that into your business. And so you've got to learn those principles, but is there more to it than that? There is. Um, so the, the one sentence tip I would, I would say for this one is to make sure your personal finances are in good shape before you start a business. And there's a lot of reasons for that. And you just are alluding to one right there is, you know, your personal finances in reality are kind of like a baby step, right? Um, they're, they're pretty cut and dry. They're pretty simple. Um, if you can't manage your personal finances, then you when you jump manage. into a business and try to manage business finances, you're just not going to be successful at it. So, you know, learn how to manage your, your personal finances um, learn how to live on a budget, you know, learn about a lot of different things like that, learn how to control your spending. You know, once you can do that successfully on the personal side, you're a lot more likely to be able to do that successfully on the business side. And, and the other problem is you see this when businesses, you, you, you hear people talking about scaling a business, you know, taking it from small to big and being able to incrementally grow without adding additional problems. Well, if you have an aspect of a business that is broken when it's small and you try to scale it and make it bigger, that problem is just going to get bigger and bigger, bigger. And eventually you're going to have this big, huge, massive problem. That's almost impossible to solve if you just don't fix it when it's small. Okay. And, and I think that really truly applies to, to finances, you know, personal and then jumping into the business. If you don't have that fixed and working well, as you try to grow, you're just going to grow a bigger problem and it's not going to be healthy for your business. So in this case, and you're slipping into talking about business finances, but I want to pull it back to personal finances and ask you, what does it actually mean when you say your personal finances need to be in good shape? What is good shape? What is what is the personal finance hourglass figure, Chris? <laughs> well, in, in an ideal world, to me, that would mean you have no personal debt. If you can jump into business with no personal debt, that is going to make your life significantly better. And so I, I would Are you talking highly, about houses and cars as well or just credit pro- cards? Probably not house, but I, car, yeah, credit card for sure. You know, you don't want to have credit card debt. You don't want to have consumer type debt. Um, you know, a, a house is one of those things. It's, it's, it's harder to do. You should, you should have a mortgage that's very manageable, hmm. um, or a rent payment that is very manageable, but you don't want to have, you know, tons of cars that, that you're paying big payments on. You don't want to have, you know, credit cards that you're making payments on student loans, you know, those kind of things. They'll just, they'll haunt your business. If you, if you have that, and we'll get into a little bit more detail of, of why, as, as that goes on, but you know, that limited debt, you know, controlling your expenses and, and really more than anything, just learning how to live off of a budget. You know, you, you talk about, you know, what is a budget? There's a lot of budgeting apps out there that are really good budgeting apps. You hear about the envelope system, mm-hmm. you know, where 
okay, I'm going to spend $500 in groceries this month. So you put $500 in envelope. Once that money's gone, it's gone. You, know, you, you need to live with that kind of discipline with a budget. And if you can do that on the personal side, side of things, it'll make your life a lot easier on the business well, side. If you do, if you're rigid about uh, a, a personal budget, then suddenly those monthly finance episodes, when we reference a P&L every month, they make a lot more sense because that's essentially what we're looking at is the business's budget and how well we're doing it staying within that yeah. in a way. I mean, it, it's okay. No, it's not the same, but it is reminiscent of that idea. There's a lot of similarities between a budget and your profit and loss statement. You know, the, your profit and loss statement is is a visualization of everything you've done for a certain time period, you know, typically a month. And and your budget is, is similar. You're trying to predict what you're going to do, you know, for that profit and loss, what you're predicted revenues are what your predicted mm -hmm. expenses are and you're trying to to stay within that right so there, okay. there's definitely a lot of similarities okay so all right go on uh, when you're talking about personal finance how do i how do i get myself to this point if i'm not there well you know it, it just becomes you know cleaning those things up and and really there's a lot of different things out there a lot of different systems that you can follow to clean up your personal finances you know, we've, we've talked about Dave Ramsey before in the past, and he's got a lot of good things that he talks about that, that helps with that. But it's, it's really just having a clean personal finance situation so that it's not causing issues on the business side. Um, and, and I, I've got some examples that I want to share as we get a little bit later on in, in the episode and, and talk a little bit more about it. But, you know, the, the real reason behind doing this is because, you know, your finances in reality is one of the most important aspects of the of business. If you think about it, you know, why do most guys go out of business? It's not because they're providing, you know, especially in the trucking world, it's not because they're providing a poor service. You know, it's not because they had a big repair bill one month or, you know, because they got in an accident. Those are kind of symptoms to a disease where the disease is they just don't have good finances. Because if you've got good finances, you can survive a big repair bill. You can survive an accident. You can survive all those things. Um, but if you don't, that, that kind of thing is just going to completely take you out. So you... Yeah. It's like your foundation. Good finances is the foundation of your business. So... So does this come back to your, I mean, I make fun of you a lot for it, but you know, just for fun, because it is great. The whole saving money thing. You talk about saving money all the time. As you're talking about this, I'm having little, you know, the, the Chris uh, alarm bell going off in my head about saving money. And it sounds like this is essentially it's getting to understand your situation. You know, even on the personal side, I'm not even just talking about the business side, but understanding how much you can save. Uh, and when every yeah. month or every paycheck or whatever you know that's that's a really big part of it so you've, you've got a you know budgeting a certain amount that you plan on saving so that you've got a a certain amount set aside for things that happen so yeah i mean that's 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 definitely a, a big part of it but more than that if you're not controlling your expenses if you're not being smart about what you're doing um it doesn't matter what happens because you're not going to be able to save because you're not going to have any money left over to save with. So you, you've got to be careful about that. And one of the things that I, I really want to bring up and, you know, you, you think about it, okay, make sure your personal finances are in a good situation. That that sounds like a no brainer, right? Right. It, it, I mean, yeah, duh. Of course. But it, I, I don't think people understand how big of an impact their, for their personal finances plays on what happens in their business. And so 
that's what I, I really want to kind of try to bring to light and help people see why it is so important that your business, your personal finances are, are in a good, good situation. So I want to look at a scenario that I see happen all the time. Okay. And it, and it frustrates me because I see guys do this and I'm like, okay, you're going down a path that is going to take you somewhere you don't want to be. And it causes serious issues. So what ends up happening, and, and like I said, I see this happen time and time again, is a, a new owner operator, they start their business, and then in a few months, you know, things are going right, they're doing things right, and all of a sudden they start to see you know, all this money coming into their business checking account. You know, they see $20,000 in revenue coming in in one month. Mo- for most people that start off as an owner operator, that's more money than they've ever seen in their entire life in a month. Right. And, and it is, it's like, they see that as a miracle and they all of a sudden think, okay, I see all this money coming in. That's more money than I, I'm going to be great. I can go out and, you know, do some of these things that have always been my dream that I've wanted to do before and just haven't been able to. So, um, the thing that I see happen all the time, all the time is they go out and they go buy their dream pickup truck. <laughs> it's always a pickup, right? It's always it's, a pickup. Well, why aren't you guys ever out there buying little Mazdas like me? Huh? <laughs> They're more manly than yeah, you are, Craig. Apparently. <laughs> we'll just accept it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think you drive, it just, it's the trucking industry. I mean, you, you drive a big semi truck and you know you want to, you, you used to be in the big vehicle on the road. So when you go buy your own personal vehicle you want a big pickup you want the f-350 you want the f-350 there's nothing necessarily wrong with that and there will come a time when that kind of a purchase is appropriate but it's not when you're first starting off um owning a trucking company so okay so describe to me why that is like you know people go out and buy cars all the time so what's wrong with the pickup truck well so for and giggles um you might have to bleep that out um I went pickup shopping today. Oh, today? I did. Oh, yeah. okay. Before I came out here, I decided to go, okay, well, let's, let's see. This let's go pickup shopping. Pickup window shopping. You didn't, P- yeah, you, pick you up window shopping. You weren't going to buy anything. Uh, not, not with the intent of buying anything. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Just to kind of, one, see how much a brand new pickup costs these days. And two, um, to see what the payment would be. Okay. So- I'm not going to tell you the brand. I just went to one dealership because I didn't want to spend a whole, I'm not really looking for a pickup truck. Um, but I, I figured if if you were trying to get something, most guys want a diesel engine. Mm. So if you, if you want to get something that's new and a diesel engine and, and just a mid-level trim package, so n- not the fanciest thing out there, but not bare bones either, you know, you're probably going to be spending by the time taxes, licensing, insurance, and everything is paid for, you know, between 50 and 60,000 bucks. It's oh. a lot of money. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, My heart just skipped a beat. You, you're going to be okay? No, I'll be all right. All right. So I love, I, I love my Mazda, Chris. <laughs> let's just, let's just, yeah, that's, that's a good reason to love your Mazda. Um, let's just say 55,000 bucks. Okay. And I worked out the payments on that and the payments are going to be north of a thousand dollars. So now all of a sudden, if you, if you follow this scenario and you follow this path that I've seen far too many people go down brand new company, you go out and you spend $55,000 for a truck. All of a sudden you have a thousand dollar truck payment that you have to make every month. Right? Well, that's on my personal side, right? That's not going to affect the business. Right, but you you did it because you were excited about what was going on in the business, and now what's going to have to happen every month with you're, that business money? You're adding a line item. You're at, you're essentially adding a line item because now you've got to take 
uh, without fail, a thousand bucks out of your business every month to make that pickup truck payment for five years. For five years or seven, but that was actually a six-year loan. Oof. Was the little north of a thousand bucks. So six years, all of a sudden, you're having to make a thousand-dollar payment every month. Come rain, snow, sleet, or hell, right? No matter what, and that's that's just a lot of money to be tied to. Um, you, you think about it. Remember what happened to me last month? Yeah, these the giant repairs, right? Gi- giant repair 5, bills. So bucks? just last month, a little over six thousand bucks oh. in repairs and maintenance. So imagine if all of a sudden, you know, things are going really well, and I come up on this month where I have to make a six thousand um, dollar repair bill. And I still have to take the thousand bucks out of my account to um, pay for my truck payment. That's just, it's one of those things that just makes it that much harder for your, um, your, your business to, to be able to thrive because now you're forced to take all this money out of it every month. Amazing. Amazing. So what, uh, do you just recommend, all right, don't spend anything for the first year or whatever? What What's our remedy here for so the pickup truck I, scenario? I, I think, in, so the problem is to, you know, a lot of guys, when that happens, they don't just go out and buy the pickup truck. They all of a sudden start eating out more. They start, you know, just their household expenses just kind of start to go through the roof. They get out of control because they see all this money coming in. So the, the the truck payment's the big piece of it, but there's a lot of other little things that they have a tendency to do. And so you know wh- what's happening here is, have, have you ever heard of the saying that the tail is wagging the dog? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so for people that haven't heard that, you know, that basically means that you know people use that saying when there's something that's unimportant or less important becomes too important and controls the bigger picture. So this is a perfect example of that. The unimportant, relatively unimportant pickup truck is wagging or controlling your much more important business decisions and what you're doing in the business cuz now your hands are tied. You have to take that money out every month to make the payment. Right. And you get stuck in it. It's not like you can just go sell the pickup truck for because for the first 2 or 3 years you're going to be upside down in that pickup truck. And you can't just go sell it and get rid of it because you know you're you're upside down and you owe more than it's worth. That's that's what happens when you buy new vehicles most of the time. So it's that that truck payment is wagging the dog. And so I mean, you've talked a lot about how for what two decades you drove uh, some little sedan. Yeah, not that- quite. It, it, Sixteen years, I drove a Honda Civic. Yeah, and I'm not asking everybody to do the same thing. Exactly that same. It's not like you have to go that long, but um, the the longer you're able to go, the more money you've got freed up in the business that you can use to grow the business and make the business better, and and get to a point where you can afford to go buy that truck and you can truly afford it, and it's not going to be impacting the decisions you make on the business. Right, and uh, you know, if you're able to do that, I. Chris, I, I'm going to throw something out there. You disagree with me if you want to, but I'm going to go out and say you could save money. If you're smart about your business uh, finances and smart about your personal finances as well, you could save enough money to buy that $55,000 truck in cash in half the time that it would have taken you to pay it off in financing. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you absolutely can. That's the right way to do it. You know, I've talked a little bit about in the past that, you know, there's a couple of things that kind of play into this that I think is the smart way to do things is one, you know, when you first become an owner operator, if you are, if you are getting paid 50 cents a mile, then you continue to pay yourself 50 cents a mile and you don't take any of the company profits for a while until you've got 
you know, a good emergency right. fund saved up. And then once that's done, then you make a switch and, you know, you can, you can start taking some of that profit at that point out, setting it aside and using it for purchases that aren't going to tie you down. So it's not like, okay, I've got $10,000 saved up now past my emergency fund. I've got another 10,000. I'm going to go use that and make a really big down payment on that truck. Well, guess what? You now still you, have the you payment, still have a giant right? payment. So y- you just use that profit money and you save it up. And then when you've got enough money to pay cash for that truck, then you go buy it. That's the smartest way to do it. And that's the the best path that's going to cause you the least amount of heartache and pain later on down the road. And that's, I mean, that's one way to do it, right? If you have another vehicle that can last you that long, great. That's the best way to do it. But it's not the only way, right? It could just be, hey, look, your business is new. When you've been going for five or six years, you can go buy that truck. But for now, why don't you go buy the smaller used car that you can get for fifteen grand um, instead of sixty? Right. right? You, it's, you need, it's so if, sometimes you just you have to buy a car. You do. You need a mode of transportation. But the other thing that you know, I kind of think puts this into perspective: if you're a new owner operator, you're going to be on the road twenty plus days a month, which means you're only going to be home, you know, ten to you know five to ten days a month, and you're going to have this $55,000 truck sitting in your driveway 90% of the time. Is it really worth it that early on to go spend that kind of money on something that you're going to use for a handful of hours? Imagine how much you're going to be paying an hour to use that truck. Yeah. yeah, It's just, it's just not worth it. And I mean, we're kind of harping on about this uh, $55,000 truck, but I guess it's the principle of the thing. It's not just about the pickup truck. This could apply to any number of things. And uh, it could come down to, like you were alluding to earlier, Chris, your general expenditures. When you start seeing all this cash coming in, you just become less disciplined, right? You do. I, I, I don't, who cares? Yeah, okay, fine. I went over the budget $50 last month and now I'm not paying attention to it at all because I know I've got money coming in, or at least I think I do, it, until that one $6,000 repair month hits. Yeah. It's, it's almost kind of really easy to become immune to that because, you know, let, let's say you're just a, a, you know, as a company driver, you see, you know, just to throw numbers out there, you see $5,000 a month coming into your checking account. Now, all of a sudden you go from 5,000 to $20,000 a month. You're working in all these bigger numbers. It, it becomes really easy to become numb to those, you know, $500,000 expenditures because you see that coming out of your checking account on the business side all the time. You know, those big expenses and you're, you're like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, another thousand dollars on the personal side, no big deal. Well, it, it is a big deal. And that's why you, you just have to be disciplined. You have to be intentional with your money and, and just not get numb to those bigger expenses. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe I'll just transition a little bit into this, Craig, um, kind of use an experience that I've kind of gone through over the last six months or so in, in a couple of my businesses to kind of illustrate a little bit more how if you're not careful, um, those, you know, those personal expenditures you do on the personal side of things can really have a negative impact on your business. So in the last six months in two of my businesses, I've started complete new divisions. Oh, that so sounds like a lot of work. It, it is. And it's almost like starting a whole new business, right? We, we've had to hire new people. We've had to buy, buy new equipment. We've had to subscribe to new services. So all of a sudden I've got all these extra expenses coming up because we've started these two new divisions. Um, all that costs money and, um, it, it takes a long time. There's a ramp up period, like starting any other kind of business. It, there's, there's a ramp up period before you start seeing revenue 
come in and even to the point where you're breaking even. So for a while you're losing money. Well, think about it. If you're, if you're sitting at that crossroads and you're like, okay, I want to start this brand new division. Um, I know it's going to cost me some money in the short term to get up there. Is it something that I should do? Well, all of a sudden, if you know you've got, oh, I've got this $1,000 truck payment I've got to make every month, am I going to be able to make that truck payment and be able to float these new expenses I've got coming on? Am I going to be able to do that? And and in a lot of situations, you're going to be like, uh, I just don't feel comfortable yeah. doing it. And it's going to it's going to prevent you from jumping on good opportunities. And, and, and that's, you know, I've, I've seen that happen time and time again in my businesses over time is if, if, if you don't have a good personal financial situation, it all of a sudden impacts business decisions that you're going to make and you're going to lose out on opportunities. And so because my, my personal finances are in good shape, when it came time to make those decisions, do I start these two new divisions? I was like, yeah, I can do that because I haven't, encumbered myself with personal expenses that are going to force me to take more money out of the business than I really should be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This, um, gosh, this is reminding me of, uh, and uh, let me give you an analogy here. Your personal finances, if they are in order, it kind of gives you more leverage over life. And if anybody's ever, you know, people are out there out there listening to us and they're still working for a, a big company. They're still driving for a big company. Anybody who's ever been an employee can recognize this concept of if you're if you are in a good position financially, you feel more secure and able to negotiate with your employer for more money or take a different job or in this case, take the plunge and, and uh, start a business or start a new division of your business, whatever. If if you're in a bad position financially and suddenly you are psychologically and monetarily dependent on your current position, then it gives you a lot less power in those situations just for yourself. You know, it's uh, it's a, it's a deep concept that can go a lot of different ways. Absolutely. That's a great, that's a great way of looking at it. That's any way you look at it just creates a bad problem. And it's the same thing for a trucking company, you know, when it comes time to, you know, if you've got a new lane that's coming up or a shipper that wants to do business with you, but you need to add another truck trailer and driver to be able to make it work. And if, if you've got a personal financial mess or, you know, debt that, you know, you've, that, that is too high, you're going to look at it and say, well, I, I don't feel comfortable because I don't know if I'm going to be able to float my employee's wage for a while. If, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep making the truck and trailer payment and insurance payment. If a, if a driver quits for two weeks and the truck's not on the road, you just, you've got to have as much freedom from the personal side to be able to make those business expenses. And, and, and it really is, it's liberating when you know you've got that and you can make those kind of decisions because you know, they're the right decisions to make and you're not, you know, with your hands tied because of some dumb financial decisions you've made on the personal side of things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's, shall we summarize this, Chris, and kind of wrap it up or, or was that our summary? <laughs> no, well, I, no, I, I think let's summarize it. I've got, I've got another analogy Ooh. that I want to use. You know, I, I hope you know, maybe that should be the title of this episode, financial <laughs> analogies. Yeah. We've got, they're, they're coming out of the woodworks, aren't they? You, you've heard the, the, uh, it's not really a nursery rhyme, but the kids, you know, I, I heard this a lot when I was a kid, the story of the golden goose. Oh, sure. Yeah. There's yeah. a couple different versions of it. There are a couple different versions of it, but the, the one that I like the most is you've got this golden goose that lays, or this goose that lays golden eggs, right? Right. And you, you know, a 
the old couple finds this goose or has this goose that lays golden eggs and they could use the golden eggs to, to buy things. And, and they started to think, well, if the goose is laying golden eggs, there must be an even bigger nugget inside the goose. So they kill the goose goose and there's nothing there and they've now killed the goose and that it's not laying golden eggs and they're, they're out of things. Well, the same thing happens when, when you've got that truck payment and you've got to pull that money out of your business every month, you're essentially starving that golden goose. And eventually that golden goose is going to die. And now you really can't make your truck payment. You can't make your house payment. You can't buy groceries. You can't buy all these things. And so you got to keep that golden goose alive and you got to protect that golden goose, protect the business and the business will take care of you. If you don't take care of the business, if you don't protect it, you're going to be in a world of hurt and making those kind of dumb personal financial situations is the quickest way to, to kill that golden goose and, and not protect your business and damage your business. There you go. That was a good wrap up. I'm glad I asked. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Uh, Well, very good. And I hope that people, enjoyed this concept and if they have any other questions or comments or you know if you want some clarification or more analogies or if you have really good trips for somebody who can't drive an automatic truck if you let me know that yeah give us your automatic tips uh absolutely go to hollandassetsllc.com or facebook find us there as well and we would love to hear from you. Uh, it's it's uh, really great interacting with all of you. I know, Chris, you do that uh, more I than do. I do on I, social I media. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, I do like popping in there every once in a while on Facebook, too. So, uh, so yeah, we'd love to see you there. And uh, I guess we will see you all in 2021. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what December's finances look like uh, after, after the uh, $6,000 train wreck that was November. I, I will put it this way. December should be better than November was. Well, okay. All indications are, are looking good. <laughs> That's great. So we'll see you all then. Thank you so much for listening all through this year and uh, and beyond. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. See you next next week. Bye.